check. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah-huh. It's Wednesday-ish, March 23rd, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant on today's episode. Friend, the hilarious and talented comedian Peter Anthony joins us, the returning guest. That's right, we uh, the PA system from the intro, you'll notice in the little intro there from way back in the day, PA, P, the PA system. Anyway. We did a two-part episode way back when, and he's back on today's episode. We catch up all the way from Halifax, and we talk redefining oneself, paradigm shifts, the success perspective, finding creativity where you least expect it. And before Peter, Jen and I are all hopped up on pre-workout. We have a cat scare live on the air. And why do our brains consistently go to the worst imaginable scenario? Well... Tune in and find out. Oh, we have a Matt Murdock OOTD review. This episode is chocked full of classics and fun times. Join us on the after show on patreon.com slash jdshowpod, where Peter opens up about addiction and sober living. And Jen and Peter square off with a brand new edition of Mariah Orioko featuring Nat King Cole's Nature Boy. That's right. All happening on the Patreon dot com slash jd show pod after show all right it all starts now everything else all the regular shows and all that by the way we appreciate you i appreciate you hey yeah yeah and it all starts now, now. why don't we do a take taz wait a minute let's start again hello hello <laughs> hi this is ron Votri. this is alex nussbaum this is jason fraser this is matt o'brien hey this is ray zwicker all right world my name is cal post guys this is christina walken this is eddie delicepi this is adrian spencer uh, my name is timo and you're listening to the julian dion Cam- you're listening to the julian dion comedy hour podcast <laughs> who am i talking to what am i doing <laughs> julian Absolutely. dion comedy hour we're okay. listening to the ah, <laughs> See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Days and not really. I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA system. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show you and me belong, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People, I need to lose. Sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion. It's, it's a show. It's not an hour. It's a show. It's okay.
Welcome. Where are you? Where are we? There we are. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Julian Dion Show with the one and only, the beautiful and talented uh, Jen Grant, ladies and gentlemen. She will be here shortly. She's just taking care of some last minute cat business. Excuse me, as we do every, every day. Ah... Coming at you with a brand new episode, broadcasting, of course, as always, from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Hi, hi, hi. Morning, Jordan. Good morning. Jordan. Peter Anthony is joining us today, the very hilarious and talented friend, comedian Peter Anthony from Halifax now, actually. We'll be zooming in. Shortly. Morning, Gen Z Poo. Morning, I can't find Nucky. What? I don't know where he is. is really? Well, he got out? Inside? He's not anywhere. I even shook the bag of food. Oh, that's alarming. Really? Well, did you. Is it possible that you let him out? No. Hmm. I mean, how? I haven't. Uh, I've been down here the I whole can't time. I can't find him. He's not, I thought he was on there and. Sigida. We're all distressed. <laughs> the most depressing, distressed Sigida ever. Ah, Sigida. Nuggie's missing and it smells like weed in the studio. Or in the whole basement? Yes. Oh, I don't know. Gotta get to the bottom of that. Um, welcome. Like I said, Peter Anthony's gonna be joining us shortly. Now I'm distracted. Should we check? Should Why I go, you check? go check? Can you uh, chat, chat, chit chat with uh, Jordan for a minute? Sure can. Oopsies. Oopsies. Oopsie, oopsies. Joj. Hey, Joji. No. Okay, you guys <laughs> take you guys take no. over for a you, minute. You love when I do that. <laughs> it just sounds so cute. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, what do you want me to say? When I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. Something's cute. Something's cute. Um, how's your morning so far? Tell the truth. Did you just wake up? No, I didn't. I actually, I got up really early. I went to the gym. Shut up. You've already been to the gym? Yeah. Wow. That's the way to do it, eh? Oh, it really is. I I was doing it consistently for a couple weeks. And then, you know, when you miss one workout, it just, it's, it's all downhill from there, you know? Yes. And you stop going. And so today was the first day I've been back in a few weeks. So feeling good. Well, do you ever feel like when you're on a roll and things are going really well? Did you find him? Oh, okay. We found him. Good. I know. Where was he? He was in the spare bedroom with the door closed. Here? Yeah. Oh, I looked in there. <laughs> I thought my brain went worst case scenario because he's had a cough lately. Not to be all about our cats. <laughs> he's had a cough lately. He has an asthmatic cough. And I'm like, am I going to find a body right now? Because there's no way he was out. I mean, how? Isn't it interesting how your brain can easily go to like complete disaster? Catastrophe right away every yeah. single time. Every time. Oh, yeah. It reminds me one time my sister, her her husband at the time, Julian, was gone with Caleb. 
And uh, I'm already laughing. They were supposed to be home by a certain time, and for some reason he didn't have his cell phone, and uh, they were like 45 minutes late. They show up to my sister sitting in the stairs, bawling her eyes out. <laughs> Because oh in her God. head... I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> no, it is funny. She, when she told us the story, we all laughed. Uh, in her head, she was already at their funeral. Like, <laughs> she had gone that far. She, uh, They were in a massive car wreck, um, and she was burying them both when when they walked in. <laughs> 45 crazy. minutes oh in gosh. the stairs, like... Ah, ah. And you're thinking like, you know, like if, losing you, your mind. if you believe in visualization and I know. all that energy and how energy can affect your reality, you get scared like, shit, did I just send the wrong message? Because I felt it with so much emotion. And, no. Uh. Anyway, we're here now, alive and well. <laughs> and uh, like I said, Peter Anthony's going to be up uh, shortly on yeah, the, Zoom. <clears throat> and, um, the Zoom. The Zoom. What was it sound like a... You sound like a senior saying the week. Like a seventy-eight-year-old. You sound like a boomer. <laughs> um, boomer. That was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> Hold on. Say it again. You sound like a boomer. Oh, <laughs> come on! It was Oops. a good one. Wrong one, her. Hold on. Julian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, do it again. No. You sound like a boomer. Yes, end. Yes, end it. You sound like a. You sound like a boomer. Yes, and it. Don't shame her into it when you gave her out. Um, and also, do you notice that like Jordan, you and I don't have control over the sound machine? So like, there's many times where we could have been like meow 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 meow. No, I need control over it. Well, maybe you should wash it. Well, the important thing is that I love you. I love you too. Thank you. Can you stop, please? Honestly. Can't deal. Jordan and I were having this nice bonding moment about Sorry, early, I didn't early morning to... workouts, and she already worked <laughs> As out. As I today. was looking, uh, trudging through the house looking for our cat's corpse. So she already worked out today. Oh, already worked out. Wow. Yeah. How are you finding, uh, or Jen, I, I meant to ask you this, and maybe Jordan, have you ever taken pre workout? Jen, how did you find it this morning? Go ahead. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way I felt. <laughs> It was two like uh, pins and needles in, on the top of my skin. That's what it felt like. You can kind of feel your hair growing. I don't like tingly, it. Tingly, like <laughs> over-caffeinated feeling. Did you ever take pre-workout, Jordan? No, I've never done it because I've heard people say that. Like you get itchy and tingly. I don't like it. And yeah, well, I don't <laughs> even like the feeling of a coffee, like caffeine. I don't even like that. So. Well, I'm off caffeine now, so I'm on pre-workout yeah. only. Oh, man. <laughs> But I like that. I don't know. I like, um, yeah, you can tell it's kind of, it's a serious thing. I went in yesterday, but we went into a Popeye's supplement store, which brought me right back to being in grade 11. We'd go to GNC. I had a discount. I had a little tag on my uh, keychain and we'd get uh, enlarged too. It was called this mass gainer. Anyway, we went to Popeye's and I asked about pre-workout and you could tell it's a serious thing because i'm and she and because she was i was we were speaking to her in english but she had a thick accent we were on the quebec side i'm like hi i'm looking for um pre-workout she's like why i'm like uh i I don't know (laughs) like Like, none of your business uh, yeah like just for pre-workout why do you want it though 
Yeah, like if, if she was said it in French, it would have sounded more eloquent, right? Yeah, like, yeah, but it's just like, why? It just sounds jarring. like an interrogation. I was like, uh, uh, I don't know. I've, I've heard, I've been intrigued by it. I've had, I had, tr- I have tried it like way back in the day. She's like, okay, and then all grilling me. I know, do you it's have so coffee? serious. What's your, do you have coffee? Do you like caffeine? Yes. What's your tolerance? To telling you the tolerance, all this. I'm like, am I, am I doing something wrong? All of a sudden, she's a doctor. See, everywhere I go, that's the dynamic. I'm getting, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Whether it's the mechanic. Do you think it's the way you're perceiving Popeyes. it? Or Popeyes. Yeah, it's probably. Or do you think you're doing something wrong? It's possible. Either way. <clears throat> Either or. Did we mention Peter Anthony would be on the show? Yes. Just, Oops. Oops. Okay, wait. Can you do the split screen again? Oh, the other one? <laughs> okay, so this oh. way. See? See, oh, yeah. it's misleading. So I'm going away from you, and now I'm in the shots. You see? Right. Well, so you're let like, me, get closer. I can adjust that easily. Oh, yeah. Also reminding you to join us on the after show where um, crazy stuff goes down. You don't, Today you don't is understand. a good day to join Patreon, the after show, because Peter Anthony is going to be on the show, and we're going to ask him if he wants to play our game. Well, we're basically going to tell him to play, and he's going to yes and us. You'll see comedians are into it he'll play he's really funny and a good guy so we'll we'll do that there, okay you're in the shot and it's really fun with a guest like we've been doing it jules and i and and it's, it's still fun but it's really fun when you get somebody new involved it's great so join us at patreon.com slash jd show pod we do an extra 15 to half hour they've all been 30 minutes the last one was 40 minutes mm-hmm. I, I had to cut it off i'm like okay we got we got a do something with our day here other than just entertain. That's the value you get on patreon.com slash JD show pod. It's all there for you. We have an OOTD by the way. Oh, okay. We're ready. And, and again, getting dressed this morning, I was thinking of another grown man. Time now for Matt Murdoch OOTD, a review. Go ahead, Jenny. Okay. Well, before I do the OOTD, could you please turn up my mic a tiny bit? Oh, turn up your mic or, uh, or your cans. No, our mic, my mic, because uh, our uh, wonderful Wendy is watching live on YouTube, okay. and she said, Jen, your mic could be a smidge louder. Okay, there we go. Okay, great. Smidgen louder. Okay, Here so here's... There it is. Yeah, okay, no, so here's the good. OOTD. Bye-bye. Time now for Matt Murdock, OOTD. A review. Go ahead, Jenny. <laughs> uh, this is amazing. Thumb ring on full bling. <laughs> and an incredibly... Thumb ring. And an incredibly cozy hoodie. you went full cute today (laughs) love the brand where can i get one of those Uh, there we go (laughs) this has been a matt murdoch oh oh td review that is a cookie jar merch it's brand new cookie jar merch that you can get at cookie jar spelled like this as you can see but for our audio listeners k-o-o-k-i-k-o-o-k-i-jar.com head on over enter promo code jd show in all caps and get actually let me just do the whole live read right now might as well that's a good uh thank you matthew he's not he's obsessed with it's not a thumb ring <laughs> it's a um just a ring ring i guess what makes a it's like rebecca kohler's joke <laughs> Like what makes a thumb ring a thumb ring? It's a, like her joke, like um, she got a rape whistle, also known as a whistle. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Ah. It's good stuff all around this morning here. 
Firefunk, was this it? Yes, it is. This is it. This episode of the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant once again is brought to you by Cookie Jar, spelled K-O-O-K-I-Jar.com. Yeah. Head on over for super high quality, the highest quality, cannabis storage solutions, accessories, and app. There's an app. You can monitor and rotate your inventory, the freshness, the shelf life, and so on. CookieJar.com. They, um, the premise is, you know how you build yourself a booze bar, Jen? Well, build and you get yourself some nice shakers and glassware and that long twisty spoon. I love that. Well, build yourself a bud bar, but instead a of displaying bar. your, instead of displaying the, uh, I have something in my throat. Oh, I hate that. Your government weed containers or your Ziploc baggies from your dealer, well, get those cookie jars. They're glass, high-quality, airtight. They come with a five-time magnifying lens designed right into the lid so you can really display your flower. It's beautiful. They come in all shapes and sizes. Head on over to Cookie Jar. They have all sorts of accessories. They sent us here the -the on-the-go kit. Comes with a lockable and smell-proof pouch. In there, it comes with the one-and-a-quarter... Rolling papers and filters. It comes with the grinder that's the size of a credit card. It's like a cheese grater, but for your weed. It comes with the bud pod. You can throw a gram, a gram of dry flour in there. It's airtight, airtight. The dupe tube. Protect your dupe with a dupe tube. It's waterproof and airtight. You throw a dupe in there. You can do anything. You could go white water rafting. Dip yourself in it, in the water, and then enjoy your dupe after. It'd be nice and dry. Comes with a spring-loaded one-hitter. Everything's in there. That's the on-the-go kit available at cookiejar.com. Enter promo code JDSHOW in all caps. You get 15% off and free shipping anywhere in Canada. Oh, you also get this merch. These nice hoodies and hats and shirts. And check it out. Cookie Jar. You put your weed in it. Cut it. Thank you. (laughs) And um, should we do the thing of the thing, Jen? Jen? The thing of the thing? Jenny. No. Oh. Not very shit. loud. I know. <laughs> Not very loud. <laughs> Hold on. You're right. All your news from coast. Oh, here. Oh, here we go. Yep. Daily yep. dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily uh. dose. Daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All <laughs> Okay. Here's your daily dose for Wednesday, March 23rd. Ooh, I like the gum, the gumption. Thank you. Or the uh, the energy. Love it. Thank you. Is it the pre-workout? Mm. So, the Ukrainian forces say that the uh, they forced the the Russians out of a strategic suburb of Kiev. So this is bad news, but good news because they were able to. Um, force the Russian forces out, blocking troops from encircling the capital. Uh, Pentagon says Russia has already lost 10% of its combat powder, powder power, but that to me doesn't sound like a lot. They, they made it sound like it's a lot. 10%. 10%? Of their combat power. Doesn't seem like a lot, does it? I don't know. I know. Uh, but this does seem like a lot and very terrible. 7,000 of its soldiers have been killed. 7,000 in this conflict. Uh, from both sides or just... Uh, no, Russia. Oh. Isn't that... Doesn't that seem insane? And also, I feel bad for those... Like, a lot of those soldiers don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, who wants to do that? Yeah. 
Uh, Russia is increasingly frustrated because it's almost a month into this war and they haven't taken over Kiev, which is, you know, again, like I say, this is bad news, but it's weird not to address it because they deserve to be addressed. But I think it's kind of good news within some bad news that they've been able to defend that, but they shouldn't have to. Like, what the hell? UN Secretary General says continuing the war in Ukraine is not morally acceptable. It's politically indefensible and militarily nonsensical. It's time to end this absurd war. That was very po- poetical. Mm-hmm. No, but it's a good quote because yeah. it's true. I mean, what's? it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to, they're not going to win. You say, can you say that quote again? Yes. Continuing the war in Ukraine is morally unacceptable, politically indefensible, and militarily nonsensical. It is time It is time to end this absurd war. Sorry, you're premature there, but... Yeah, uh, really. It's not t- the first time you've been premature. Oh. Oh, get, get a hold of your sound effects. Yeah, I know. Get a hold of your sound effects. Can you d- tell the fine people, our listeners and viewers, your dream last night? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream last night that we were doing the podcast live in front of a live audience, and it was a huge, huge crowd, and people started chanting Daily Dose, and they really wanted to hear the Daily Dose, and it was hugely popular. And when the jingle came on, everybody was, like, super <laughs> into it. And then I did the Daily Dose, and everyone stood up and gave me a standing ovation afterwards. <laughs> Uh, why do I love that, Isn't that so cute? much? Yeah. Yeah. New and dreams. like, it's funny because now when I think about the Daily Dose, I actually think about the dream more than I do what it is actually and in reality. And we were in front of an audience doing yeah, it? Yeah. Doing a I live could picture podcast. you with a mic doing like daily and then pointing the mic uh, at the audience going, Dose, daily dose. Uh, get your news from coast to coast. Daily okay, dose. Okay, okay, okay. Daily dose. Jeez. The <laughs> dose. That dose. You sound like Nuggy coughing. <laughs> like you sound like a cat that needs to go to the vet that's how bad it was okay i hope he's fine oh little fellow don't worry we'll be okay it's because it's been a cough i know we thought it was a hairball but it's like five days of like i wonder if that can happen wendy wendy is watching live on youtube wendy you know cats is it possible for a cat to continually cough a hairball uh, if it's a real big one? Like, could it take like a week? <laughs> anyway, next story. As this is our show. Just the by funny the way. rhetorical questions. Like, to everyone. It's every- not rhetorical. To everyone else no, listening, they're like, what, what am I listening to here, program? No. Wendy, your cat's uh, a hairball, five days or less? Yeah, your name. Let us know in the Legit, comments. Legit, I could see Howard Stern actually talking about that. And asking, because they have rescue pets. They talk about that shit all the time. Well, if Howard Stern's doing it, we should probably do it. Yeah, exactly. So as masks are no longer needed in most public places in Ontario, the government asks that people are kind to those who decide to continue wearing it and vice versa. Many people ask if uh, now is the right time to remove masks. I don't... Okay. It's so loud. It's jarring. What if I did it? What if you're talking talking, and it went like this? Kind of in the background more. Sorry, lower, lower. Okay, well, so that now? you you know it's the that's fu- that's better. Okay, um, sorry. But a lot of I'm people learning. are very divided on this mask wearing thing. I'm. It's funny because if you don't if you don't like if you're not if you don't have access now social media you don't have access now we have access to all these people's 
opinions, right? Mm -hmm. But like, I would have just assumed that everybody was super excited about not having to wear a mask. And now there's like people that are very, very, um, have this very strong opinion, for instance, that uh, like I was talking to someone yesterday about how their kid is going to school and, um, and even the kids are divided with their parents telling them that they should wear their mask or if they shouldn't wear their mask. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I was thinking, because like you talk to people in New Brunswick, everybody in New Brunswick is like, I'm so sick of my poor kids not being able to play without a mask. It's going to be so exciting uh, when they don't have to wear a mask. Everybody's so excited. It's been two over two years now that we've had to do all this shit. And still people are like, no, my kids, sh I still want my kid to wear a mask. I don't get it. It'll create weird dynamics like yeah. at school where the kids with, ma you know, they'll be, it'll be probably a lower number. I'm going to assume lower, like less people will still wear them than the office. I'm not. As soon as I, uh, well, we went to, right. uh, we went yesterday to Ottawa. We went for a thing, a meeting we had <clears throat> and I didn't wear oh, it. Yeah, right. you, you both wore it. But I didn't wear it. No, I ended up taking mine off because oh, yeah, he you said did, yeah. it's fine. But he said, I'm going to still continue wearing mine. But I think it's interesting because he, he like many other people, seem to have this idea that it protects them. Now, I think intuitively it feels like this, the mask does protect you somewhat. It must protect you a little bit. But they say that it doesn't. It's the people who are wearing the mask that prevent them from spreading it what is this june 2020 i know i know <laughs> i know this is not a repeat if you're just tuning in um also get your first dose as soon as possible nah. uh, uh i just can't wait until the vaccine comes out i think but you know what i didn't everything. i didn't so we were Whoa, in a, I just oh went my god along with yeah. that joke. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know it gives me the yuck, icky feeling doing those jokes i feel I yeah it's too soon probably but i was uh we were in this small room with this guy and he with was old guy he was older and uh um, oh sorry Oops. what no it's that was funny oh yeah. the priest it was a priest because we well, were getting just, married in a catholic church it's so we just have funny to do that you called him a guy it just sounded so well, weird to call a priest a guy we're with this divine being in this ah, room and uh <laughs> so we're just sitting there but then i i, I wasn't wearing it because i'm like defiantly i'm like no i'm, I'm not wearing it but then I'm like, oh, am I being a dickhead because he's like in his 70s? Am I like, should I because of him? Like he's older? Anyway, I'm not going to wear it. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Done. Okay. Well, this is some good news. Quebec is giving every adult uh, earning less than $100,000 $500. Just because. To offset the impact of inflation. <clears throat> Aren't you excited? Too bad you don't make less than $100,000. I know. Uh, scheduled we'll to, to come a few months before the provincial election. It's going to be transferred into Quebecers' bank accounts um, after they file their 2021 tax returns. The Quebec economy has posted a remarkable recovery from the pandemic. There you go. I don't know why. I don't know how. But I don't know when and I don't know who. People who are making $100,000 or less will get a little bonus of 500 buckaroonies in their account. Um, so move to Quebec. Burnaby BC couple um, wins $6 million in a lottery jackpot after playing the same numbers for guess how many years? 23 years. 36 years. I wanted to do the math. I don't know, Jordan, if you could do the math right now. If you could do five times um, 
52 weeks, because that's a year. Get that number and times it by 36. I want to know how much that is. Be very curious. 9,360. Oh, that's it? What, times played lottery? No, like how much they spent on lottery tickets. So five five dollars. Well, I said five because, you know, they might have done the extra and I'm overdoing it. So five dollars times 52 weeks, whatever that number is, times 36. Is that what it is? Yeah, 9,360. Well, that was a damn good return on $9,000. Six million dollars. Their son noticed it. No, that wasn't even a joke. No, oh, well, just the way you said it, it sounded. Oh, that was boy. a damn good return on nine thousand dollars. Their uh, son noticed it in the app um, that they had won because he knew that their winning numbers were their birthdays. Probably a lot of people play their birthdays. Um, I do quick pick. What is that? Quick pick is just it chooses for the you? computer. Yeah, and that gotcha. is most of the people that have won win the lottery um, win on a quick pick. Anyway, the odds of them winning with uh, those numbers is one in thirteen million. That's crazy. Uh, they decide. They said they're going to be paying off their mortgage. That's still a little loud. Pay off their mortgage. <laughs> they're going to keep working. They're going to keep their jobs, but uh, they're going to work a little less. Don't you put that evil on me. Did you get that video I sent you? Yes, I did. Let me open it. If you you could uh, vamp for uh, five minutes. Yeah, sure. Not five minutes. I was just kidding. Well, it doesn't matter. Whatever. So uh, this last story is a cute story. Nice, positive story. The beloved grizzly bear named Boo at a BC ski resort. Still loud. Hmm. Um, Stuck his head through the snow and emerged from hibernation before his 20th spring. So this is his 20th year waking up out of hibernation. It's crazy that they hibernate like that. Mm-hmm. It was captured by surveillance uh, camera that they have there on the ski resort on a 20-acre bear sanctuary. It's just outside uh, Golden, BC. Anyway, the gondola goes above the bear shelter and they actually... The ski resort asks the skiers to be quiet um, above this bear shelter so that they don't disturb the bears. How cute is that? Very, very, very. I mean, how sweet that they actually care that much about the bears and and make it a nice sanctuary. So, yeah, so the yeah, uh, yeah. there's some video of him poking his head out, and it's really, really cute. And you can see that video on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash the Julian Dion Show. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. It's just loading here. We're having a good time this morning. Uh, on a Wednesday morning in the capital region, 11 degrees. Oh, boy. It's not 11. How, how cold is it? Um, I don't know. Okay, here we are. And it's loading. You can see our country internet. Cute little name, Boo. Boo. Adorable. There he is, poking his Look head out. This is his 20th season in hibernation. Isn't that cute? Where is he? Just under the snow? Yeah. Like they just go, like they just lay down and it snows on them for an entire winter? I guess so. How come hibernation isn't more talked about every day? Aw. He needs some pre workout. Um, I wonder what he's going to eat. That's pretty insane that that happens. Like, I know. We obviously know that bears hibernate, but to actually think about that, that's nuts. Okay, like, how- so, look how cute he is. 
How are Don't we not talking about hibernation and parrots all the time? Like they're just birds that talk and just big giant <laughs> furry animals that sleep under the snow for the entire winter. <laughs> like the, both the of those things. What's that? The birds do? No, no. But those two <laughs> things. I know. Like how are we not waking up every day and like there are birds that talk and there's bird- bears just sleeping under the snow. Like what the hell? <laughs> oh my God. Like you learn this when you're young and you never talk about it again, but it's they just true. sleep. Isn't that so cool? How is he not dead and frozen? I know. All tired. Yeah, he needs he's pre-workout. He's probably starving. He is. He's, he's going to go feed on some nuts and berries and garbage. And look at he's garbage. not even that skinny. They really fatten themselves up <clears throat> before hibernation. But how come, how come, I need to, I need to learn more about hibernation. He's uh, just, he's just under the snow. is he beautiful? Where is he? Like in a park? He looks like he's just in he's, the backyard or something. I told you, he's in a, you don't listen to me. He's <laughs> yes, in a I sanctuary was. at a ski sanctuary. resort. Sanctuary, got it. Jeez. Got it. <laughs> he's at a sanctuary. He looks like Gordy when he's like putting his head out, like yeah. when you just see the I nose. Know. So it's like Gordy. Shoot it! <laughs> Ew. Who are you sometimes? Oh my god! Ew. Okay. Uh. Uh, speaking of animal, okay, that's the daily dose for today, and then I'll tell you what. Okay. Got some advice on the uh, cough. Nuggy's cough. Here we go. Daily dose. Daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose. Here we go. Daily dose. Did you just Crane. laugh at something I said? No, I sneezed. Oh, it felt so good. Well, then maybe you, you should laughing. brush up on your comedy then. Jokes. I, so, uh, Wendy w- says it could be a cat cold, very contagious, could last up to two weeks. Nuggy should be fine, but if it's but it does sound horrible. Two of her cats just got over theirs. She said, no need for a vet unless he looks really sick. Those hairball licks are also great for those long hair hippie cats. That's um, what, what was the other thing? Shoot, slipped my mind. We're not sure. Hmm. Anyway. Damn it. Nah. Can't remember what I was going to say. But what are you going to do? Peter should be joining us any second. Okay. I, uh... Great. Ah, man, what, what, I was just... Okay, say well, something and then the cat back. comment. Oh, bad, low, bad, low, Hibernation? Hibernation, no, no. Pre-workout? No. Way, way after. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm not. Don't worry about it. I am, actually. Mm-hmm. I just, uh... By the way... Oh, yeah, that looks better. What does? Oh, were you slouching? Oh, yeah, I was like being sucked <laughs> in by the cash. Uh, I know. Well, we're going to we're gonna soon. Same. Sometimes I really, my posture is so bad on this. And then what I do is after, after the podcast, I sit here and do work on this from here for like an hour. I should just take this to my desk behind the camera. Are we adding Peter I'm Anthony in? Oh, he's not uh, clicking. I, I just, he's not in here. Do I have a really small, like, little voice? <laughs> no. Like, no. I listen back sometimes to the podcast, and I'm like, I really don't have a radio voice. That's no. because everybody hates hearing their own voice. Yeah. No, no, no. But you guys have, like, good radio. Maybe I need, like, a good mic. Maybe that's why, like, It would make a, a big difference. Like Oh but yeah. I listen back and I'm like, my voice is so little, so I need to like. 
shout do, or something. Okay, okay, try from uh, the diaphragm. Yeah, try right now. try right now to try like instead of using your throat, go from the diaphragm. Deep breathe. Okay, what do I say? What do I Just say? Just say um, um, oh, join us on the after show with Peter Anthony. With my dad, I don't even know how to do that. Like push with your stomach instead of your throat. Okay. Like breathe, <laughs> breathe. If you put your hand down on your stomach and you breathe. You can feel your stomach expand, whereas if you breathe shallow, it's just oh. on your chest. Push, so put push, your hand, push on I, your stomach. Oh, not that, not that hard. Oh, I'm really glad that you got that joke in you, big dick. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Actually, Peter's in the waiting room, so we'll we'll do some vocal exercises uh, okay. after. And if you could just keep an eye on the feed, just to make sure it doesn't. Um, just to make sure that it doesn't uh, cut out, because sometimes when we add another video component to it, it uh, freaks out. So let me just okay. bring them on here. Where, where do I go? Gallery. There you go. PA. What am I doing here? Um, yeah, so at any point, let me know. And uh, we're on now. Can you hear us, Peter? I can... He's in here. It says PA, the PA system. Mm. Oh, there he is. Hold on. Let me put you on full screen. Let me bring you in. Here is the one, the only. It's been a long time. Geez, so good to see this guy. Let I me know. Put we him miss on you. Screen. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Haligonia, uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, our friend and yours, the hilarious and talented uh, Peter Anthony, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, is that the studio audience? Yeah, it is. Here, uh, <laughs> we've we brought in some people here for you. I I love the uh, backdrop. You look like you do this all the time on CTV News Atlantic. <laughs> I, I feel like well, Steve Murphy could easily throw to you right now. Um, I just I just purchased a fake fern, so I thought I would utilize it. it. You know, I yeah. love it. That's yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not between two ferns like Zach Galifianakis. I'm just in front of one fake fern. In front of a fake fern. You should yeah. start. You should start a series on that. Just give life advice. I, I just may. I just may. Give life advice in front of the fake fern. That's been kind of the thing of the pandemic. It's like that's how you you separate yourself. Your individualism is with your background on Zoom. Yeah, that became a that became became a big trope. Like what. You have to show off your personality yeah. via whatever's behind you when you're in Zoom calls. Yeah. So evidently, I have no personality whatsoever. I have. <laughs> I beg to differ. I disagree. Of a sunset I, and a fake fur. But no, I would say I, disagree. I would say it says a lot about your personality. It says you're, it's welcoming. It's soothing and calming Warm. right now. I feel like uh, I'm at a therapist's office. I feel like I'm about to just open up. It's funny you should say that because when I saw that fern, I thought, "What a fake piece of shit that guy is." <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jokes, jokes. No, you know what your background says to me? This guy has his shit together. He thought about it. He knows he wants to know how he's pre he wants to present himself in a certain way. Because have you ever seen those people that are like on like national and international news and their yeah. backgrounds like complete shit? I'm like, you know, we can see your litter box and your, you know what I mean? It's like. Right. Maybe they're going for the casual look you know like right. i'm cool with just showing life as it is type of vibe <laughs> maybe but, yeah the organized I, chaos I think, I think we need to put on some sort of uh, facade when we're on zoom so so this is like if i turn the I camera like this way it's just like garbage <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah 
and there's a man sleeping over there. I don't don't ruin it, it for me, Peter. You're looking so organized. <laughs> Stop it. Um, Jen said that it looks like you have your shit together. In fact, this is what you often come up in conversation when I when uh, I talk about hanging out with comedians because <clears throat> I always <clears throat> I was just talking about someone about you recently to someone. I was like, I don't I don't really hang out with many comics, especially. Because what ends up happening often is you talk to you like, hey man, how you doing? And it's like they throw their bio at you and what they're up to, and it's like, geez, it's just, I don't care. And, yeah. and but you're one of those guys that I love hanging out with because we just talk life. Like you're just because you're. Uh, I think that comes with maybe just being secure and and a really good comic and just not having to prove yourself in a pissing match in every possible moment. And uh, so, so I miss you. We miss you for that. We miss hanging out and our good uh, chats. You're now uh, fully back in the Maritimes. How is that? Could you slide back? Well, it's great. And first of all, too? thank you for saying that. And I, I agree with you. I think whenever we used to hang out, it was always sort of about where we were in life and how we were feeling personally. It was never about the business that we're in, which I think is how friends talk. So, because I always considered you guys friends of mine. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think when you talk with people in our business that, aren't friends you do just start puffing your chest up and comparing gigs and did you get this did you get that which is just some sort of a uh you know probably non non-beneficial conversation because someone's always going to be doing better than you and someone's always going to be doing worse so yeah. it just sets up this sort of ego thing going on which is never a fun conversation to be in yeah they um, say comparison is a thief of joy i like that yeah, I like that too. And, and yeah, I'm I'm back in Halifax now. So uh, everything just sort of uh, kind of, you know, everything came into focus during COVID that I just wanted to come back. So, um, and I've always wanted to come back. It, it, it was always a goal of mine to get back here at some point in my life, but uh, the pandemic just accelerated everything. I think it did that for a lot of people. Definitely. Um, and I just sort of acted on a couple things and, and here I am. So yeah, with my fake fern and all. <laughs> and do you love it does, does it feel good to be back so at first no at first it felt terrible right um it was like why because you feel like you failed on some level or something or you're yeah you're, yeah yeah it felt it felt like it I, I felt like a really big sense of that i'd given up on something um and then i didn't quite understand i just got confused about why it was that i came back but you, to be honest with you guys, within about the last month and a half or two months, and I've been here for about eight months now, uh, it started to sort of uh, resolve itself, all those kind of mixed emotions. And now I just feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I need to sort of, in a weird way, start over again, even though, as you guys know, we've been in our business for quite a long time. But I think you do, at certain points, need to reinvent yourself to sort of refine it. Absolutely. And, and and get back into it and find the passion and get the spark going again. And I think in order for me to have that happen in my life, I had to come home and there's other personal reasons, which is pretty much the ultimate reason why I came home anyway, was for more personal reasons other than professional reasons. You don't move to Nova Scotia if show business is the number one thing on your list. So uh, I'll just throw that out there. (laughs) But I mean, but I mean, that said, there's a lot of exciting things going on around here. And uh, I've been pleasantly surprised with, with, um, how those sort of things have, have just sort of come up too recently. So. Well, yeah, you seem to be yeah. working a lot, like stand-up-wise, since you've moved there. I mean, and what's fun about the Maritimes is you can kind of play everywhere. There's not like that, uh, oh, if you play this club, you can't play here uh, vibe. You can do them all. And I see you playing, you know, 
um, um, punchlines and yucks and the the uh, comedy cove in in Dartmouth there. So that's it. Seems like there's a lot of um, work because you're more of a big fish in a small pond now. Yeah, I think that that's the case, and I think just there's just not enough um, there's not enough industry, quote unquote, to have people want to take possession of you and your life. So there's no one fighting over you. You can and can't do this or you can and can't do that. And I think living here, people would be even hesitant to even say that to somebody right? just because of the way people are. It's sort of live and let live. And I just hope you're happy and I hope that you're getting some work and I hope you're, you're doing what's right for you. So that's the vibe we're going with out here. And I think that's just way healthier. So um, yeah, it's been good. Like Francois, and Ian are running a great club with Yuck Yucks on, at the new location on Argyle Street. And then Mark Sove, who used to be in the Yuck Yucks organization, has gone independent a while ago. And he's got a new club called the Comedy Cove in Dartmouth. But they don't bash heads, you know. Right. Um, they, they, don't, they don't seem to... I mean, there's some professional courtesy. Like, I'm not going to play one a week after the other. Of course. But, I mean, that's just common sense, right? So... But I mean, in terms of uh, in terms of like possession and ownership of talent and and fighting, it's it's from what I can see, it's non-existent, uh, which is nice. So and and punchlines in St. John's just a gem too. Uh, it's a great club. Haven't been um, to a new, new location yet. Haven't been to that. New yeah, place. last time we went, I think it was Chuckles still. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I I was there in November or no December before Christmas, and and it was a great time. So oh, that's great. So that's sort of what's going on with clubs. And then in terms of other stuff, like there's. There's a scene in Halifax now, guys, which is crazy. I had no idea, but like I came back and there's rooms to play and people come out and like locals come out to watch open mics. You can do open mics with like 30, 40 people here. Wow. Three times a week, which is bizarre. Like I couldn't even do that in Toronto, truth be told, you know. And there are probably better crowds in Halifax because there's probably actually people there rather than like, you know, 20 comics in Toronto. You know what I mean? That's it. There's people that are coming out and they have their, you know, there's regular people at these rooms. Like, like you'll have, you'll see similar patrons at these rooms that come back like every couple of weeks to, to check out comics. And so that forces people to write and That's do amazing. different stuff. So it's just sort of happening. Uh, it's just a good place to be right now. Um, I think like, obviously uh, there's not a lot of attention in terms of, you know, TV and industry and that kind of stuff. But if you just like to do stand up, I think this is a good place to be. Well, I was going to say, you said, you know, you returned for personal reasons. Uh, if, if stand up was your, or show business was your top priority and, and then you would have stayed in Toronto, but you know, what's interesting. It made me think of my experience in New York. I left New York because similar story, same kind of thing, what you're talking about and what I discovered. And this took me a long time to figure out because I, I felt those same things you felt. I went, I felt like I almost had like uh, burnout and PTSD when I, came back to Canada because I had always set my sights for the U.S. I always thought I was going to be like a comedic actor. I thought I was going to do more. And then when that bubble was burst, it was like depressing. But on the other hand, it was a fake thing. It was like a concept and an idea of what I thought I wanted. And then when you realize, because I remember talking to a therapist and she said, oh, well, that's just part of growing up. Like that's one thing that you realize that was just a th- an idea that you had. And you realized that that wasn't something you actually wanted to pursue. So it felt like failure, but you're basing that on an idea rather than actual life. 
And then the other thing that I noticed was personal reasons are very important because as a creative person, if you're not happy personally, it's you're not in the right space to succeed on any level, especially creative, create, creatively. Because if you don't feel happy and centered and in a good place, you're not going to want to write and you're not going to want to do all these things and be have a joie de vivre. You're just going to be... Uh, unbalanced. You know what I mean? You're, it's not, it's not going to work either way. Yeah. You have a good therapist. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you just said. And like, I think, I think as well to be, to, to build on that is if you go into a business like this, you're kind of like, you are chasing an idea because you're never chasing something specific because you don't really have control of the, of what comes in the end in a lot of ways, because you're, constantly asking for permission or doing auditions or like maybe a show will come along or maybe it won't or a movie or maybe it won't or a festival or maybe it won't. So there's this constant feeling of just uh, chaos and bad energy that comes along with it. Um, So I think you're right. If you can separate yourself from that and go, what is it that I really want? And maybe focus on a couple things um, and then take more control over that. I think that that just is a way more healthy place to, to even start from you know um and c- c- it was cool maybe when we were younger that that yeah. vibe where you're just yeah. sort of out there and seeing where you land but I think like when you get a little older uh it just it just becomes uh a little bit pathetic uh, yeah, if that's yeah. the right yeah. way to put it like yeah. like and a little sad so yeah. so like I think I think there's more to life than even if you just want to call that career, there's more to life than just career too. Right. Yeah. I was just going to say that your idea of success changes and you realize like, you know, buying a house was one of the highlight, like right up there with any career highlight. Like I bought a, we bought a house, like it's a huge deal. And that kind of thing is, is exciting. So I, it it is. And it's funny though, how it shifts like your perspective and, and it's all how you look at things. Like when we bought a house, here i went and i told you this i went through that same thing because we were moving from toronto it felt like oh we're taking a step back or are we giving up something even though we were buying a house our dream house you know but it was like geographically it didn't line up with what a career in show business would typically look like but then it's like we're past like you just said peter all those days of uh, uh, in the trenches and and doing rooms every night that you you're like why am i doing this and um, especially in Toronto, there's not a, a lot of actually paid work in Toronto. When you break it down, you go, well, what, why am I actually there? Uh, just to be like yeah. part of it, just to be see, just to be because you feel like that's where you have to be. And then you re- redefine what it means to you to be successful in it. And then it's like you feel like you're st- taking a step back and you're, you won't be a comedian anymore or something. It's like no one can take that away from you. No one can True. come to your door and be like, by the way, you're not a comic anymore. As long as you keep doing it, you're always a comic, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and you're just better. Like, cause you're like, Always. Said, you're, you're coming from a better place now. Right. So yeah. like when you got, I, I mean, I noticed like, like Julian for you, like when you guys made that move, all of a sudden, like, it's almost like when you were, had that foundation, everything kind of took off from you. And I remember having conversations in Toronto, in rooms with you about just like, you know, bouncing around a pinball machine and, not not knowing where you're going to land and, not, yeah. and asking for permission and people telling you no and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, when you removed all that from your life, of course, everything took off, right? So Yeah. It's yeah. true. I never thought about it that way, but you're right. 
Well, there's this popular notion that the more depressed and sad you are, the the better your creative output is. For me, it's the exact opposite. Anytime yeah, I'm better and happy and sober and balanced and have a good foundation and confident in life, I'm creating. I have confidence in my ability. I'm churning out new material. I'm more prolific than ever when I'm happy and in those positions. When I'm in a funk and uh, uh, drinking again or smoking or whatever, then it's like everything is off the rails. And my creative output isn't better or the quality uh, by any stretch. It's worse. Yeah. Plus, like a lot of the people that. A lot of the people that would say that, like, oh, if you're depressed and fucked up and on drugs and drunk and bouncing around, you're just so creative and you're not, you know, it's, you're like a, you're a rock star, you're a punk. It's like, yeah, but you, you, you kind of, you, you're dead too. A lot of them are dead. Yeah. Like a lot of them just, your, your creative output's not that good when you're a dead person. Yeah, so yeah. like those, a lot yeah. of those people tend to die or get really sick it's true. and don't yeah. create any, anything. So, I mean, I'm not, it's not to say, obviously, if you look through the history of, of art and everything like some some young fucked up people created some amazing stuff and no one but i think that's got that's got more to do with just being like youthful and being in your early 20s and everything yeah. it's got nothing to do with depression and being fucked up on drugs and the ones that so, did die yeah. and so on like is what's to say that, that who knows what they would have created down the line you know if 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 uh you know odds are it would have been way better than even their best work when they died so young you I, this just reminded me actually of another funny one of your jokes when uh, the toronto there was a toronto star article that came out years ago we were all living in Toronto that uh, it was it said that all comedians were psychopaths, literally, <laughs> literally psychopaths. And your one liner joke, you did that. Say what you're like, um, you go the Toronto Star article came out that all comedians are psychopaths. I mean, that's just that's just uh, uh, insane. I, I want to find the person that wrote that article and cut his fucking head off. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, a joke I could only do once. Yeah. One yeah. Time yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Man. But oh, yeah, no, yeah, I, think, I think it's easy. It's it's such an easy, hacky, ridiculous premise to to paint everyone with one a brush like that you know all whatever are this like yeah. what a lazy that's lazy anyway as we know so yeah yeah terrible sure. writer yeah you say um you mentioned you know these these it's how the benefits of reinventing yourself and and how because you you've always kind of been on this quest to push and better yourself as a comic because it's so easy to to get to a point and then just kind of rest on that and and early on, when you had kind of just started headlining, you threw out all of your material and then went back to middling to start from scratch. And nobody did that at, at that level where you just start to headline. I forgot about that. And then you throw everything out and go back to middle. Because usually you start to headline, you just want to prove yourself, keep proving yourself, you keep doing it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and so now that you went back to Halifax and it's sort of this big uh, page that's turned, creatively, are you... Are you creating more are you writing a lot you said there's a lot of rooms like how are you on on that level yeah i think um for for the longest time during the pandemic i was frustrated that i wasn't writing because i had all this time and i was frustrated that that uh stuff wasn't coming out of me um but uh what i what happened was i sort of i sort of just hit a point a little bit into that and just said i'm not gonna allow myself to be frustrated anymore i'm just gonna just going to relax. I'm going to go for a lot of walks, which is what I ended up doing. I went for walks for like two to three hours a day Whoa. during that time. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly with Boomer Phillips and Casey, uh, you know, Casey McTavish, Boomer and Casey, like, and Dave Merhaj joined us quite a mm. lot of times too. Uh, 
so these walks kind of saved me in a lot of ways, like emotionally, creatively. Uh, and then what I, what happened was once I got into a good place, some stuff did start to come out, out but it wasn't comedy. It was music. I know that sounds crazy. Really? Guys. Wow. And yes, I know that sounds absolutely crazy. Like but guitar or what, what, what did you do? Yeah, yeah, guitar and piano music. And, and like, so I was just kind of going, what is this about? Like, why, why is this coming out? But it was like something I was interested in my early 20s. Uh, and then obviously I put that on the shelf because I went into comedy and everything. But then during COVID, it wasn't comedy that came out. It was this music stuff. So I'm like, well, what is this about? So I just started focusing on that. And I didn't write anything other than music probably for a year, a good year, year, maybe year and a half. And then what happened was that when I moved out here, um, the music stopped coming out of me. I'm like, well, it's still coming out a little bit, but it's not. I'm not as focused on it. And then I started hitting these rooms and then lo and behold, all this comedy started coming out of me again. So So it had to happen that way. It's just bizarre, but, but I I don't know if it was the situation or the environment or emotionally where I was, but uh, as soon as I had the ability to start going out and meeting new comics and hitting new rooms, that shift happened again. So now I have a bunch of songs. No one's going to ever hear, but I'm (laughs) not, but I got a bunch of but I got a bunch of new bits that I'm playing around and, and playing around with and working up a new act with. So so yeah, that's that's how that went. What genre are the songs that you you wrote? That's uh, kids' music. No, it's, <laughs> 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 no, it's just like it's just straight like kind of rock and roll, rock stuff. folky alt, kind of like. Well, you're gonna yeah, like alt rock folk. You're gonna like her. Uh, pa- I think you should Patreon release. After show, then. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you should release an alter ego, an album like a folk rock, like Peter Tony. The, the, well, the folk, uh, just like a but just like a shat. No one knows it's you. Who's to say that exact thing isn't already in the works? <laughs> yeah, oh. There you go. Um, yeah. Can you can you uh, if it is can you play one of our so- uh, your songs on the pod? Come back and play one of your songs, like your first single, on the. Well, podcast? that's that's going to be a hard no right okay. now. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm definitely unrehearsed in terms of that. In terms of that, so probably a little too shy to be honest with you, because I think like if you think about it, performing comedy, you would think would be the thing that would be the most uh, frightening for people. But to me, it's performing music. Well, yeah, because it seems more vulnerable to perform music because you're tapping into a different emotion. Like comedy, it's laughter, it's jokes. You get kind of like, you can get vulnerable doing comedy, but it's st- people are still laughing. Whereas yeah. music, it, it comes get another emotion. Maybe, maybe you feel sad or melancholy. And that feels uncomfortable if you're used to making people laugh. And then now you're like, here's my art. And they start crying. Yeah. Plus with music, people can sit back and go, Jesus Christ, that guy can't sing. But with comedy, no one's going to go, Jesus Christ, that guy can't talk. Yeah. Like with comedy, you just got to be able to talk and be funny. Right. So. Yeah. And it's happening so fast. There's no real time for analysis for music. It's like all over, (laughs) over analyzing every single. I think that's why there's a lot of hecklers in comedy because people, some people go to shows thinking, oh, I've made people laugh before. I could do that. But if I go to like a, I see a band and they're like some guys like uh, wailing on his guitar or whatever. And I'm like, holy shit. Like I could never do that. But it's, uh, you know, it's one of those yeah, things. That, I, I would say that's exactly why. Cause everyone, yeah. everyone assumes they're funny. Like no one, no one in the world that I know says like, I don't have a good sense of humor. Like everyone thinks they know what funny is. Right. Yeah. So and yeah. even yeah, with yeah, people yeah, that are not naturally that funny at one point in their life, they made someone laugh, whether intentional or not. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Are we? Uh... And it's also harder to gauge how how like back to creating music and comedy. Like, 
it seems harder to gauge what makes a good song good. Comedies, like they're laughing, it's good. I mean, of course, you yeah. can dissect it more and what's hack and versus, you know, all that. But music, it's just like there's so much. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. but Dude, it's a totally different beast. And it also like what I learned about it is and I'm like, imagine being an open mic comedian. That's where I feel I would be as as someone that is working right, to write right, music. Right, right. You know, so there's like so much to learn and it comes from a completely different part of you, too. So it's. They don't. They don't compete at all. There's no crossover. It's very. It's, yeah. It's, it's not like bizarre. writing all this comedy helps you in any way. Have like when it comes to writing songs. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> if anything, it hurts me. So. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember you. Another thing you, I remember. I think of these things all the time. That you come out. You pop up in my head. But back to when you threw out all your material and went back to um, writing new material, you were just like you. You. You were like. Just have faith you're, that everything you're going to write, it's going to be more fun and better than anything that you're holding on to previously because your skill set is, is further along. You've developed more. Yeah. So no matter what you create, just have faith that it's going to be more fun and uh, uh, objectively better than the stuff you're... We hang on to shit for yeah. dear life. It's like we come up with something we th- can't think it could possibly be better. And it's like, well, yeah, just work through it. And uh, well, that's the theory. The theory is like, and I'll ask you guys flat out: Are you guys better comics now than you were ten years ago? Yes. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. So the theory stands that whatever you're developing now would have to be better than what you developed ten years ago. Right. But yet we we disconnect from that idea because we feel like these things we created are so special, but really they're not. They're, yeah. I mean, they they they're probably good good jokes and and it's good material but i mean if anything you're robbing current you uh of what is possible because you're you're sort of leaning on old you a little bit too much you know so i think the idea that the idea recently that you know write it develop it give it the nurture it the way it's supposed to be record it retire it i think that's pretty pretty good like people have their own timelines with that like some people do it every year, some people do it every three, maybe every five. But maybe if you're at like every seven, that's too long. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe maybe three is a good number, three or four years, or or something like that. Like you just have to figure it out for yourself. But it certainly can't be twenty five years. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. At some at some point, you have to respect that you're better. So you have to you have to sort of do yourself that 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 favor of just saying like I have to I have to respect that I'm better now and do new material. And and also like I'm a different person now. I don't know. Like I I feel like a different um, person anyway. So maybe there's some dishonesty doing jokes that I did say ten, eleven years ago. Right. Maybe there's a few that that you know work from the core of me, but but uh, maybe it's a little dishonest to do old material too. You know. Yeah, and at the very least, if you're a comic that just keeps on doing old material, at least, at the very least, update your references. None of this, yeah, yeah. None of this Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I remember yeah, seeing right. a really old comic do this joke, and he like referenced Cheryl Teagues. Yeah. Wow. Which is, wow. I, I, I barely remembered who that was, and I'm looking around the crowd, and there's like, you know, 22-year-olds in the crowd. They're like, who the hell is Cheryl Teagues? Like, that's yeah. really lazy to me. Like, I know that sounds critical, but come on, I think we can, can be critical of that. Yeah, that's the, like, update the references at least. Yeah. I was just talking, yeah. and then we'll switch over to Patreon here in a minute with Peter Anthony. Uh, just to touch on what we're talking about and finish this thought, um, 
Yeah, like comedy is subjective, but the fact that you're better 10 years after uh, five years in uh, is objective. Like, obviously, you're going to be better. Like, it's just time and your skill set. I was in the green room at Absolute Comedy a couple weeks back talking to two new comics, one who's only done it a couple times but had a couple videos go viral, and another who's been doing it for like a couple years. And um, I didn't know I didn't know what the guy that's just been doing it a, that just did it a couple times. And he goes, I don't know. I just comment on this Ottawa comedy uh, group, and people these 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 comics just keep telling me it takes ten to fifteen years to be good at this, and I just ignore them. And I was literally taking a breath to say like, Yeah, that's pretty much bang on. And as I did, the other comic that's like literally two years in was like, That's old school thinking. That's bitter old school comic. This is the new school of doing it. It's different now. It's not that. It's it's not it's not like that anymore. It's like. That's an objective fact, though. That's not, that's just like math. It has nothing to do with, but this is like, you know how every comic you're told when you start is going to take 10 years before you actually know what you're doing up there? Everybody thinks it's going to be different for me. You watch. Right. Right. This is taking it to a next level where you're actually like, no, this is the new school. This is how we do it now. What, shittier? Like, what do you mean? This is how we do it now. It makes (laughs) no sense. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I have those conversations all the time. The only way you get around that, I would say, is if like you pack in wait, like like a set every day or something. Like if you know what I mean? Like you could maybe maybe get to some level beyond your yes. time in the business if you're right. packing in like tons and tons of sets. Like like a JJ um, Lieberman who did five hundred sets in, in a year, you know, like in a year. Of course yeah, that's yeah. gonna accelerate your your thing, of course, but these these yeah, were Ottawa think, comics that do like, it a couple times a month, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think eight to ten years is pretty accurate. I think I don't think there's any yeah. way to get around that hardly at all. And I think just also just feeling even remotely okay and comfortable on stage takes takes so long a number of years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe someone that gets in the business. There's a person here in the Halifax scene who I saw and I was like, wow, that person's really good. And then I came to learn that they were only doing stand-up for a year and a half, like started during the pandemic. So then I went up and and introduced myself and then we started talking. Turns out that this person was a stage performer since he was four years old. Right, there you go. So I'm like, okay, okay, now I I get it. So you've been on stage since you were four, you just weren't doing stand-up. So maybe there's different ways around that 10-year rule, but generally you're right. To me, it's an objective thing and it's, it's a fact that most majority like there's going to be outliers don't know what the fuck is even happening um until that that much time goes by you know can i also say that it's the language too of that particular comic and anyone who's coming from it like like if they said to me it's like um if you said i'm really hoping it's different for me i'd love to be able to speed that up that's different than yeah that's an old way of thinking like to me yeah, that's disrespectful cl- to it the is, craft they're claiming it's, to know more else. than you which has yeah. been, who've been doing it for 15 20 years they're claiming like oh cocky. what you did is wrong i know better yeah. and it's yeah. gonna be it's it's different than what you did it it's, reminds me of they, comics that get off stage bomb and go they don't get me they yeah. don't get me or yeah. and they and, yeah. and those those people can like the guy who said that young cocky guy he can go up and and kill too like he yeah. could sure then he could go up and, and kill but it's like dude that doesn't mean anything like i keep Very telling true. people in halifax that i talk to too i'm like don't worry so much about what is happening on any given night uh, on any given set or on any given piece of material don't don't lose focus of like if this if you're committed to this craft that it's going to be very long 
it's like a marathon, right? Like you're, you're just in it for the long haul. So don't let anything sway you that way emotionally or, or, or where you think you're at, because like that guy could have went up and, and destroyed and then came up with see i told you so you know what i mean like and so but it, we know we know it doesn't mean fuck all and true, he and true. he will but only in 10 years it's like kids like teenagers and you tell them stuff and you go no matter wh- how many times you tell them something they'll yeah. only know when they're 25 and look back and go oh my god i was a dipshit same thing in this case even if he goes up and kills for eight minutes in 10 years guaranteed he looks back on that material and pretty uh cringy it will be like oh what, what was i thinking you know yeah, and yeah. and that's just the natural progression of things anyway let's uh let's switch over to patreon okay. he's here he's got wisdom uh for us he's by the way you look you how, how long sober uh so uh, yeah i just actually last week i passed two years two years Amazing. that's yeah. incredible honestly and you look uh Cheers. you look great Amazing. you look fresh you look youthful Studio audience again thank you yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, man, you look great, really. And, uh, and, um, thanks so much for doing the show. We're going to switch over to Patreon. So we're going to say goodbye to our, um, regular listeners or show. Hold on. Let me just, uh, cue the outro. Ah, All right. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks to Peter Anthony. Follow him on all, uh, on Twitter. What's your Twitter, Peter? Peter is funny. Peter That's my is funny on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, go and check Peter's going to be joining us on Patreon, right? Yes, yes, on Patreon, of course. Patreon.com slash JDShowPod. We do another hour and a half there. And uh, no, I just wanted to see Peter's reaction. We'll do a 15, 20-minute uh, uh, show there, and we'll be back Wednesday, or sorry, next Monday with a brand new episode. The Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant twice a week. Leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. It makes a big difference. And subscribe on our YouTube. We'll see you on Monday. And until then, watch your head. And what I'm not, you spend your life looking for what you already got. Such a beautiful waste of time. A waste of time